Welcome to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia Williams. So if you're looking to connect with fellow introverts or you're a person looking to understand more about introverts, this is definitely the podcast for you. We discuss all topics involving introverts, parenthood, black issues, relationships, and so much more. So thank you for joining. Listen, if it's your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back. Thank you. Let's get right into it. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a few things that introverted moms wish you knew. So I want to do an episode that was especially for all my introvert moms, you know, things that only true introvert moms will understand. I got y'all. Stay tuned. Get comfortable. Let's get right into it. All right, so let's get right into it. Some things that introvert moms want you to know. So I did a short list and as I was even, as I'm recording this episode, I'm realizing that maybe I need to do a part two of this because it's some more things. Anywho, so asking for help can be difficult for us. We'll start at that one. I feel like a lot of introverts consider themselves like, you know, self-sufficient and we really pride ourselves on being independent. So it can be awkward when we don't want to feel like um, we're inconveniencing others. So I can remember being pregnant and I felt guilty whenever I had to ask my husband for help during pregnancy. And it was silly and I knew it was. And mind you, he never hesitated to help me or he never made me feel bad about helping me. But I can admit it definitely still felt awkward asking for help. And I think it may have been because it was the first time in our relationship where I wasn't self-reliant. So knowing I needed help from him and other family members felt really weird. And to add to that, um, you know, once the children are here, asking for help when you have children is still awkward for many of us introverts because we don't want to burden our family and friends. Like I think back to times when uh, my toddler was an infant and I needed a break or help with something. I would never make that call. I wouldn't even ask for help. Or the times when I did, it was like, I really needed it. And I was probably like, whatever I needed help with was probably unbearable for me at that time. By the time I even reached out for it. Really, I would say the main reason for me would be because I needed help, but I also wanted to be alone. And there really isn't any polite way of saying, yo, Hey, how you doing? Like, I need you to come over and help me with this. But also, don't look at me. Don't speak to me. Like, you can't ask for help like that. So, um, with that being said, I know that I'm super duper grateful for the family I have and the in-laws that helped me out a great deal. And mind you, again, they never made me feel like I was being um, demanding or whatever. But I just know... I know it's not a reality of what's going on, but I can't help but overthink sometimes. So yeah, I think that's one of the things introvert moms want you to know that even asking for help can be really awkward or difficult for us. Another thing I wrote down is like quiet time is sacred for us. Yeah, so when it's nap time, quiet time, I need to recharge. 
Like we may read, we may watch TV, we might take a nap ourselves, or we might just simply sit in silence and just enjoy hearing nothing. Just hearing the sounds of nothing is what I love to do sometimes. So um, I guess in my own experience, I know that I'm a much better parent or spouse when I get that quiet time in. So too many like skip naps or like an all day kind of hustle and bustle. You know, sometimes you might be running errands or whatever's going on that hustle and bustle that can life just has. If that happens too often or too many days in a row and I don't get an, what I feel like is enough alone time, I can feel overstimulated and I can get cranky. Yeah, I will admit that. And the funny thing is I could feel myself like moving towards those moods of being cranky and so now that i recognize it i can do something about it like it might be me just you know what let me just sit in this room for a few minutes take a few deep breaths i've done that or if I'm in the car i'm like let me change my mindset you can't control what's going on right now so what is positive about the situation so i start to think positive thoughts or be like okay look on the brighter side so just changing my mindset and putting those positive thoughts out helped me. All right, so here's another example of why quiet time is sacred for me. So as a lot of you may know, or maybe you don't know, I do have a three-year-old. So it's times where she refuses to take a nap. And before it would be so frustrating to me. I'm like, why don't you just take a nap? Because I'm in my mind, I'm already thinking like, listen, when you don't take a nap, then you're crankier throughout the day. You just fight in your sleep and you just, just take a nap. I'll be better off for it. You'll be better off for it. But I've since gotten to the point where I don't get worked up about it. I'll just tell her just calmly. She may be saying, I don't want to take a nap. And I'll be like, okay, well, you know, I put the TV on. I set the timer for about 15 minutes so you can watch TV for 15 or 20 minutes and then it's going to go off. And I may tell her like, you know, when you get a nap, you'll feel much better, all those different things. And then I got to the point, I'm like, listen, I really need this time. So I pretty much think to myself, I don't know what you're going to do in this bedroom. Maybe you won't take a nap, but you are not going to be up under me. So I'll just, um, you know, tell her, you may not take a nap and that's fine, but there will still be quiet time. And now she's gotten to the point where she's used to it. So she may maybe nap as her trigger word and she doesn't like that. But if I say quiet time now, I'm finally learning like, okay, switching up that language, quiet time. She may take a nap or she knows to try to play quietly, you know, do some independent play by herself as quietly as she can. And that helps me because now I can just sit in my bedroom or the living room and I can just decompress. Sometimes I might just, you know, I need to get a quick daydreaming. So I'm staring off, I'm daydreaming, manifesting, whatever it is I'm doing. And I can easily, I'll just turn on her bedroom camera. So, you know, I can keep an eye on her, especially if I know she's not sleeping. See what she's doing, what she's up to. But I still get that kind of quiet or alone time. And I could just kind of watch her on the camera from a distance. So I know that's been pretty helpful. But yeah, again, quiet time is really, really sacred for us introvert moms. We need it. Uh, let's see. A third thing that I put down 
that I believe introvert moms want other people to know is our social batteries might be depleted by the time we get home from work. So like, especially if your job requires you to have a lot of like face-to-face -face interactions, I feel like the last thing we want to do is come home and have to converse some more. But with that, I feel like it just plays on our mom guilt. So while we may want to hear about our children's day and we want to be just, you know, as excited as they are about telling us what happened in their day, a lot of times we just really want to be silent. And I know for us, some days are better than others. So some days I'm asking the kids really open-ended questions. And then some days, some conversations sound more like this, where I'm just like, wow, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Really cool. So I'm just saying those words. And I know for me, it really gets to me because I never want to be the person not listening to them or make them feel ignored. I think that's something that is really like one of the biggest things. For me, because I I know what that feels like when somebody's half listening to you. I know what it feels like to be ignored. And I think getting to the introverted side, y'all let me know. Maybe we, we'll meet up on social media and I'll ask the question like, you know how you might have people in your life that's like, oh, wow, you're quiet. You should talk more. You should talk more. Then you go to talk and the next thing you know, everybody over talking to you. You're like, see, this is why I don't talk to y'all. So I was like, having experienced that so much in life, I just feel like I never want to be that person to somebody where it's like, she just does not listen. So I really like do my best. And sometimes I really do spread myself too thin, but really, really listening to somebody um, is important for me to, to do that for somebody because it feels really good when I finally get those people in my life that are like really listening and paying attention to me. So that really weighs on me. Um, yeah, and I just don't want to give them that negative energy. And another thing that is really interesting about like the whole social batteries being depleted by the time we get from work. I don't know how everybody's commute is, but if it's anything like mine, you might get off from work and then it's only so much time you got to go directly to the school or after school or whatever it is to get that child. And then to add to that, if your commute isn't that long, which is a blessing, I know for me, I I really appreciate a short commute. So wherever I gotta go, but on those days where you like, I just need some more alone time, or maybe you gotta replay what happened in the day, whatever it is. But if you got that short drive, it really doesn't leave you with that much time before you gotta go. And now, obviously, you don't want to be the rude parent, so you're greeting other parents that have come to know you or know your child. You're greeting the teachers. And that's polite to do, but it also is draining. So you don't, so look, now you greeted teachers, you talked to parents, you allowed your child to say your last goodbyes. You allowed the other kids to come up and, you know, hug your kids, see you tomorrow, all that jazz. So then you waiting for them to finish being social. Then you got to get in the car to drive home. But now it's their turn to tell you about their day. And sometimes you just like, I just want to ride in complete silence. Or there's days where I'm like, all right, this is the vibe I'm in. I just want to put my music on. But then you can't turn your music up and really vibe like you want to because you got your kids in the backseat that's talking to you and that would be rude. So I just feel like it's, 
sometimes it's like this weird cycle that just keeps going and going. I'm like, oh, I just need a little break. My batteries are already so low. But when my battery's still pretty full, I'm all for the conversation. So I think that can be um, confusing for us. And once again, another thing that we wish people knew about us. It's not that we are trying to be cranky or we're just this moody bunch of people. It's really something we can't help and our batteries are just done. All right, moving on. Another thing that I've experienced and other introvert moms I'm sure have gone through is sometimes we may feel like second class parents. This is what I mean. So this can range from like your decision to use daycares all the way to, um, you know, watching your children sleep or wanting your children around you. So it, it seems like you'll read all these quotes and you'll hear people saying like, you'll have to cherish every second. And then there's these commercials, but you see these like babies sleeping and you see the moms or the parents like watching the baby sleep or watching as they play. And it's like angelic music playing around, playing in the background. And in our heads, we like, this seems like a nightmare. I don't want to sit and watch you sleep or I'm not like counting down the time until you wake up. Ours might be the opposite. Like I'm counting down the moments until it is next time or I think I would find something different to do with my time if my kid was sleeping. I wouldn't necessarily be doing it. But, um, and then I even think about when we, I feel like that second class parenting thing could kind of come in even before we had a kids. Now, here's what I mean. All right, picture this. You're pregnant. So now everybody, everywhere you go, people are like, wow you look great or congratulating you or you know what's the gender they just ask you all these different questions okay how's this any more kids yada yada but within all this these questions or this different advice most times we didn't ask for it is usually unsolicited advice or whatever and those people will say something like all right you better enjoy every second of this or you know they grow up so fast, so you better enjoy every moment. And then you're like, okay, you you taking in all this advice. And then when the kids get here as the introvert parent, you're like, inside, you're like, that's not really what I long for. So then sometimes we can kind of second guess ourselves and be like, wait, am I not as loving as the other parents? Is it possible that some other parents are better than me? Or if you um, may realize like, no, I don't think that somebody is just inherently better than me just because they are claiming that they enjoy every second or their kid is spending every waking moment with them. But somehow in the back of our mind, we know if we, we, if we admit to these things out loud, like if we admit, yeah, I don't really watch my kids sleep or I put them in daycare because that doesn't work for me. We know that we'll automatically be judged. So it seems like we are, at times, we feel less than or we're afraid to express our true feelings because we fear judgment. And to be honest, it feels like anything less of spending every waking hour with your child is like you're deemed bad mom. That's bad mom behavior. I'll say especially... Um, 
I guess for me, daycare sticks out because like I'm saying, um, my child is so young, she's three. So you may hear, oh, I don't, uh, I, I can't see daycare really. Like, I don't, I don't see how you, you could trust that or they may not be clean enough. Or did you hear about so-and-so horror story about this daycare? So it feels like a lot of times your choices or your decisions are like, some people think it's permission for them to just start talking to you about it when they may not know your reason for picking daycare. I know specifically for me and my husband, my child only has one set of grandparents and that's from me. My husband's parents are deceased and my parents, they are still around, but both of my parents are physically disabled. So my father's in a wheelchair. My mother now has issues with balance and they both have had brain injuries. So grateful that they're here, but to be honest, they are not the same parents that, you know, I grew up with. Still help out a lot, still really love and still play a major part in raising her. But it's not the same as having a fully functioning parent. Like at one point I was my parents' caretaker. They require a caretaker. So having someone and, and you know, our parents, we don't have other families that family members that live in our home with us is my husband and the kids. So we don't kind of have that built in kind of community where if we live with a parent or aunt or sister, or, you know, any other reliable person where it may make it easier to have the child stay home. That's not one. That's not our reality. That's not our life isn't set up that way. And two, we're, we were both really honest. And I'm like, I'm telling him I'm a much better parent and spouse when I can have that time alone. And as my child grew older, I realized how her personality was and she does really well with me. But I also wonder, am I somehow um, being selfish because my nature is sometimes I'm out and about, sometimes I'm not. So is it fair that she only has me around? It didn't seem fair for either one of us. I wasn't really getting the um, adult conversation I wanted. As we can tell, you don't really get into deep conversations with an infant or a toddler. So I needed that being, you know, home. And I felt like she needed to be around some other kids her age too. So I'm going off on a tangent here, but I'm saying all this to say, yes, yeah, sometimes us as introverted moms, we can feel like we're somehow second class or beneath because of, um, you know, people around us, their input and their opinions and just kind of how society kind of frames the whole idea of motherhood. It's like, it's supposed to be this beautiful experience every day. And if you experience anything less than complete gratitude or joy, then you somehow are ungrateful or maybe undeserving. And that's not true. Another thing I believe we fear is as introvert moms, we fear being looked at as lazy or unmotivated. So... Sometimes during our long time as parents, we like to do absolutely nothing. And others, we may participate in a hobby we really love. And we don't want our families, our friends, our partners to think that we're unmotivated parents or people. Like, I know I always want my partner to trust in my ability to parent. And at times I begin overthinking. I assume that people may think that somehow I'm like, I'm a boring parent or I'm not an engaged parent when that couldn't be further from the truth. 
Um, I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm definitely a person who believes in quality over quantity. And I'm somehow I'm in my mind overthinking. Some people probably don't care anything about this or I put it to you like this. Those people who are thinking it's one thing, they're taking one snippet of what they see about your life or or your role as a parent. And if they choose to make those assumptions, and I guess that's really their problem because they don't see the whole picture. They may catch you more often when it might be a relaxed day, but they missed, you know, everything else that, that we seem to be really quality and that we know that our kids enjoy. And to be honest, maybe it'll sound mean, and I don't mean it disrespectfully, but... I've also witnessed um, parents who did not put their children in daycare, who they, they um, specific moms or dads, but I'll say specific moms, maybe you didn't work at the time you chose to stay at home. But to be honest, I didn't see where they may have been doing quality activities with their children. So if it felt, I was very offended at times when someone may have something opposite, you know, giving me grief about the decisions I made. And we don't need that as introvert moms. We we do enough overthinking and casting enough doubt. We are definitely our own biggest critics. So to have someone else um, possibly think these things about us, I, it's definitely a fear that we have. Um, another thing to add to this about being looked at as lazy or unmotivated, um, I know this had to happen to y'all. And, and even outside of parenthood, you ever get a phone call, right? Or just somebody ask you, like, let's say somebody say, you busy and you are, right? But you know that this person, if you say out loud that you're doing nothing, it wouldn't be deemed as busy if that makes sense. Or let's say you at work and everybody's planning, talking about their weekend. So everybody's like, I'm going here. I'm going to check out this new place or my friends are coming into town, whatever it may be. And you know, your plan this weekend is you're going to binge watch something. You probably read a book or you're going to plan a day where you're like, actually, I'm just going to lay in bed for that day until I need to do whatever. And you know that if you say those outside of your, say those words out your mouth, that hasn't really been, um, you know, socially accepted by society. So it can definitely be really embarrassing to even come out your mouth and say that. So, you know, we got to we gotta lie or be like, oh, you know, we got to downplay. We either got to make up a little white lie. Like, I think I might just have a chill weekend. You know, I may do some things, you know, take care of some business. And after, after that, I'll just kind of relax. But you can't say I plan to daydream. I plan to do absolutely nothing. So I think part of that is that fear because it's not socially acceptable. I don't think that being introverted has been exactly normalized in this society. So... We don't want, if people hear what feels like to them, maybe too many instances of you, like I'm going to relax or, or I want it to be quiet. They may then deem you, Hey, you, you need to talk. You, you a little depressed or, uh, you know, they may start to get these thoughts. or so we think. So anyway, moving on, I guess in conclusion to this list. And like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm really enjoying do this one doing this episode and I think there are some um more things I can add I'm actually going to put a post up on social media or something and I'll ask other people to add to the list on you know what am I missing what are some other things that introvert moms want you know other people to know anyway 
In conclusion, I do believe that there are some ways we can get our loved ones to understand our introverted nature. And I think one of the first things we need to do is first, we should learn about ourselves and be accepting of ourselves. So learn about your introverted ways and then really do that work to accept them. We know that we are born this way. A lot of times it can be frustrating. Sometimes it can be really rewarding, but we really can't help it. And I believe that if we're honest about our needs and what triggers we have, it can not only help us, but it can help anyone that's in relation with us. Um, another thing I would say we could do is to communicate with our family and our children. Let's normalize explaining to them that we need our alone time. And, and in doing this, we can explain to them how it benefits us and them as well. Um, lastly, I think one big thing is setting boundaries. I think setting boundaries is super helpful and important. And boundaries can be physical boundaries as well. Meaning, if you're able to, you know, if you're able to, if your living situation allows you, try to carve out a space in your home that's just for you. It could be a whole room. It could be a corner. It could be a special um, rocking chair, whatever it is, some pillows, and you do it all up. Like, carve out some space just for you. And I would say, like, let your children know, like, when mom is in her special place or a special chair, that that time is specifically designated for her. And let them know the expectations for that. Um, another thing, something I've read before that I'll leave you with is, it's a quote I read and it says something like, just because, no, I'm sorry, it says, remember, we don't have to say yes to something just because our calendars are empty. And when I read that, I was like, yes. And mind you, it's like, we know that, but sometimes we need maybe outside confirmation and validation. Like, okay, you thinking what I'm thinking. But y'all, that, that quote has helped me out tremendously. And I read it recently, like sometime this year. And um, I'm just hoping that this thing that I read before that's helped me so much will, you know, give you some peace. Um, So that is it for this episode. Again, friends, if you found this episode or any other episodes helpful, please share the podcast with someone else. And if we aren't friends on social media, let's make that happen. So I'm at Black Introverted Mom on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And as usual, I enjoy chatting with y'all. So I'm going to see y'all next episode. And I hope to see some of y'all in between episodes on social media. Love y'all. Bye.